you. Uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry. It's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Come to me, my pretty little listeners. Happy fall, everyone. I love how creepy feeling fall can be with a little imagination, or if you are one of the lucky ones, some fun and safe real spooks. It's once again that time of year where the lazy days of summer come to an end and we break out our comfy sweatshirts, rake leaves, and prepare for the cold months ahead. It is also October and that means Halloween! Yeah, that's my favorite holiday! October is going to be extra spooky and fun on It's Just a Ghost. Every Monday I will be reading haunted doll stories. Some of them are pretty terrifying, but that is the way we like it here at the studio. I was thinking how nice it would be to sort of break up your week some this month. So there will be a bonus episode every Wednesday. I can't tell you what they are because you can't know everything ahead of time. So I need your fiction or nonfiction haunted doll stories emailed ASAP to it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com so we can read them this month on the show. There will be three winners who will receive prizes from the merch store deadline is October 24th and the other contest I am running and it starts in this episode so in all the episodes in October 2020 this means our regular Monday episode as well as the weekly bonus episodes we will be doing in October there will be a hidden famous line from a horror movie it will be set at random and blend in with the episode When you hear that famous horror movie line in each episode, please write it down because in order to be entered in this contest, you must email the famous line and include what horror movie it was set in. There is only one hidden line per episode, and so there will be a total of eight episodes in October. So for each correct answer you send in, that is how many times you will be entered into the random drawing that will take place on Halloween. You can enter once or all eight times or any amount in between. And the winner for this contest will be mailed an 11 by 14 Scream art print made by Terrorific Acrylics. If you would like to see what the print looks like and check out the contest rules, please head on over to our website at itsjustaghostpodcast.com and click on the contest tab. Don't forget the horror movie line begins with this episode, so get your pen and paper handy. This is episode 39 of It's Just a Ghost, and I am your host, Mary Jensen. I thought I would read you two of my fiction haunted doll stories to kick off October for our haunted doll theme for Halloween. Are you afraid of clowns? I know a lot of people are. I used to play Stabby the Clown at one of those haunted hayride thingies in Rhode Island a few years back. It was so much fun, and I never realized how many people are afraid of clowns. And most of them are adults. My boss had told me people would call and ask if Stabby was working that night because they wanted to meet me. People waiting in line would talk about Stabby. And we had professional makeup artists, so we all looked like we were ready to star in a horror movie. People came from all around because they wanted a scare, 
and we gave it to them. Stabby really freaked people out and had adults in panic tears. This story is called Clown Doll. It all began when Katie, my youngest of three daughters, turned six years old. We planned a small birthday party for her and invited a few of her school friends, my parents and my in-laws. We kept the guest list on the shorter side, but went all out on decorations and games to keep the kids occupied. Katie was seriously into clowns at that time, so we rented a bouncy house, where the entrance was this giant gaping clown mouth. On either side were the legs coming down, with giant clown feet sticking out in the front. The top donned a clown hat. The cake was the shape of a clown and brightly colored frosting and candy decorations to complete the clown's outfit. A co-worker of mine gave me the name of a children's party clown she had used for her daughter's birthday the year before. We decorated with clown streamers, balloons, clown tablecloth, plates, well, you get the idea. Everything was clowns. I hope none of Katie's friends were afraid of clowns, or there would be a problem. Her seven friends were dropped off by their parents, and the party was in full swing when Cooper, the clown, showed up in a bright red and yellow VW Beetle car. Cooper bounded into the yard with his giant clown feet and carrying a bundle of balloons and a bag of games for the kids. The children loved him. They played life-size tic-tac-toe, ring toss, and had a three-legged race. Cooper handed out prizes to all, as well as balloon animals, made to each child's preferred creature. He performed a few tricks, and then he was off to the next birthday party on his schedule for the day. The kids all seemed to be having a ball, and it was time for Katie to open her gifts. She got games and toys from her friends and a clown watch, which she put on the second she opened it. The kids played in the bouncy house again, and soon the parents began arriving to pick up the children. Katie thanked each child and handed them a goodie bag as they left. My parents and in-laws helped us clean up, and then they left. Later that evening, I was tucking Katie into bed. And she was so happy and kept thanking her father and me for the party. She gave us each a hug and jumped into bed. And that was when I noticed the clown doll lying on the bed as she pulled it close to her, hugging it. I didn't remember her receiving a doll, let alone a clown doll. I asked my husband, Chris, and he said he never saw it before. Katie, I asked, did someone give you this doll for your birthday today? She smiled and shrugged. Where did this doll come from? Again, she shrugged. It was in my room. When did you first notice it? Asked Chris. After my party, was her simple reply. Okay, good night, honey, we said, and went downstairs. We thought we had just missed it somehow during all of the excitement. Someone at the party had to have given her the doll. I called my parents, and Chris spoke with his dad. None of the adults remember anything about a clown doll. It was getting rather late, so we watched a little TV and then headed to bed, thinking it must have come from one of her friends. Maybe someone gave it to her at some point during the party before or after the other gifts were opened. I couldn't sleep, 
Something seemed off with the doll. I got up and headed downstairs for some water. About halfway down, my blood froze. I stopped in mid-step. I could hear something downstairs. It was a child's laugh. It didn't sound like Katie. It was creepy. I didn't move a muscle. And then I heard it again. I went back upstairs and checked on Katie. She was sound asleep. Then I went in my room and told Chris what I had heard. He insisted it was my mind playing tricks on me because we didn't know where the doll had come from. I agreed he was probably right, and I decided I would call Katie's friend's parents the next day and it would all be okay. I called all seven of the kids' parents with no luck. No one knew anything about any clown doll. They even asked their children, and no one had given Katie a doll for her birthday. Chris had taken the kids bowling, so I headed, here's Johnny, upstairs to gather laundry to bring down and wash. Just as I was about to enter Katie's room, I hear that same creepy laugh from the night before. I stopped in my tracks and listened. Nothing. I slowly walked into Katie's room and saw the doll lying propped up against the pillow on the bed. I quickly scooped up the clothes from Katie's laundry basket and the floor and ran downstairs. I put on some music and cleaned while the laundry was going, and then I headed back upstairs to put the clothes away. I sort of forgot about the doll. Well, that is until I went to Katie's room. The doll wasn't on the bed anymore. I dropped the clothes, and then I heard the laugh. The damn doll was sitting in the rocking chair on the other side of the room. I turned and ran into the hall, down the stairs and out the front door, just as Chris and the girls pulled into the driveway. I was frantic. Only Chris seemed to notice that there was something wrong, and the kids ran in the house, anxious to play with their video games, and Katie was talking about the damn doll as she ran past. Katie, no! Don't, don't go near that doll! I yelled, but she was already halfway up the stairs and ignored me. I ran up after her, with Chris on my heels. We all got to Katie's room at the same time. Katie ran in and jumped on her bed, grabbing the doll that was now propped up against the pillow. Was I going crazy? Chris and I went downstairs, and I told him about the creepy child laugh and how the doll had somehow moved to the rocking chair from the bed. He understood about half of it through my sobs. He tried to calm me down as I repeated the story. He didn't believe me. I mean, who would? When I told him that none of the parents or children knew anything about the doll, that's when he got concerned. What about the clown? He asked. I must have looked confused or puzzled as I stared at him. Well, maybe the clown gave her the doll. Or he left it here by mistake, he said. I thought about it. But Katie said she found the doll in her bed after the party. There is something very wrong here, I said. 
Chris nodded, and we agreed that I should call my co-worker who recommended the cloud. I grabbed my phone and hit her number. Oh, thank God, June, I said. It's Lisa from work. Oh, Lisa, she said. How did the party go? Cooper is great, right? Well, that's what I'm calling you about. Yes, he was amazing with the children. I wanted to ask you if after your daughter's party... Yes? She asked, sounding concerned. After your daughter's party, did you find... Uh, were there any... Were there any toys, maybe a doll, that showed up that wasn't from anyone at the party? Oh, um... Well, now that you mention it, there was a doll that Cooper... I cut her off. Was it a clown doll? Yes. I had forgotten all about it until you mentioned it. Why? What do you know about this Cooper clown guy? No more than you do, I guess. I googled children's party clowns and found him. He had a ton of positive reviews and he was highly recommended. What's going on? Did you ever find out where your clown doll came from? I guess he gives dolls to all of the girls and a clown car or truck to the boys he does parties for. Where did you find the doll? It was in with the other gifts, wrapped. Are you sure it was from Cooper? Uh, yes. It had a tag that said to Allie, from Cooper the Clown. What's going on, Lisa? You're freaking me out. Has anything weird ever happened with the doll? Weird? Like, uh, no. Like what? Okay, I, I guess it's nothing. Katie got one, too. Only she says she found hers on her bed later. No one remembers her opening it or anything during the party. Are you okay? What do you mean anything weird happened? Just that, I lied. There was so much going on. We must have just missed it being opened. Just then I heard the creepy kid laugh. And Chris heard it too, coming from the stairs. Okay, thank you. I said into the phone. I have to go. Chris and I ran to the foot of the stairs when we hear the laugh again. The doll is sitting right there on the stairs. It is sitting there a few steps from the top of the stairs, just staring at us. Then we hear Katie running toward the stairs. Loda! Loda! Did, did you get the snacks yet? Yells Katie. She stops at the top of the stairs when she sees us. Her eyes dot from us to the doll and back to us. Chris springs into action, bounding up the stairs, and he grabs the doll and runs back down the stairs and out the front door. Loda, where are you taking her? Katie is screaming. I, I catch her as she hits the last step. Katie, please, relax, honey, I said as I carry her into the living room. Where is Daddy taking Loda? Chris comes in, and Katie asks him, Where is Loda? Where is she? Chris calmed Katie down enough for her to tell us that the clown doll, apparently named Loda, was coming down to get snacks for the two of them. Chris and I looked at each other. Honey, he said to Katie, Loda is just a doll. She isn't real. Did you put her on the stairs and make pretend she was going to get snacks?
Katie shook her head. No, Loda was in my chair. She jumped down and she said she was going to get us snacks. Okay, said Chris. Well, Loda had to go home to her family. She came here for your party yesterday, but her mom wants her home now, so I brought her home. Katie sat there and seemed to accept what Chris told her, and then she ran up to her room. Chris told me he put the doll in the outside trash, and it would be picked up the next day. We decided to give Katie a little time to process losing her new friend. A little while later, we ordered pizza, and I went up to get the girls for dinner. I slowly opened Katie's door. She sat cross-legged on her bed. Her head was down. I watched in horror as she slowly raised her head and then her eyes. I froze in terror. She looked exactly like the doll. Her mouth turned into a weird grin and then came the laugh. I screamed, but nothing came out. This next story is titled Bridget. I remember I received a life-size doll for Christmas when I was around eight or nine years old. She was just about my height. She had long black hair like me and hazel eyes like mine. I was thrilled because I was an only child. I had always wanted a sister, so this was the next best thing in my mind. Her name was Bridget. I shared everything with Bridget and brought her almost everywhere. She watched TV with me and sat with me while I did homework. I would prop her on the swing next to mine. I think my parents thought it was weird how much time I spent with the doll. At first, that's all my parents knew her as, was the doll. I couldn't tell them her name. Bridget told me to keep it a secret. My parents had two rules when it came to the doll. I had to leave her home when I went to school, and the doll wasn't allowed at the table for meals. Bridget was not happy about that, and more than once she would be sitting at the table when my mom went into the kitchen to get the last dish of dinner before my parents joined me at the dinner table. I would giggle as Bridget climbed onto the chair. I would be sent to my room right after dinner for bringing the doll to the table. But I didn't, I tried to tell them, but they didn't believe me. Soon Bridget began playing tricks on my parents. At first she would move things around. I would get blamed for it when they found something in a completely different place than when they put it there. Random, like a screwdriver in the linen closet. One night, I heard my parents talking softly in the living room, and I snuck partway down the stairs to hear better. My mother was saying how she would see something move by fast out of the corner of her eye, but when she would look, there would be nothing there. She said she was blow-drying her hair in the mirror and thought she saw me behind her when I was supposed to be at my grandmother's house. She would turn around and there would be no one there. What's weird? Bridget was at my grandmother's with me. My dad said he would hear the patter of footsteps go running past him while he would be in the garage working on his car or one of his projects, but no one was ever there. So back to my grandmother's 
She asked me what my doll's name was, and without thinking I told her it was Bridget. Right away my grandmother tensed up and her face grew pale. "Is there a particular reason you chose that name?" she asked. I told her I had asked the doll what her name was and she told me it was Bridget. My grandmother looked like she would faint any second. Apparently my grandmother must have called my mom at some point because when I got home my parents asked me what the doll's name was. I looked at Bridget and her eyes narrowed. I was afraid to say anything. My dad told me my grandmother said I had named the doll Bridget. I explained to them that I didn't name her. The doll told me her name was Bridget. My mother looked pale and sad. I had no idea what was going on. My mother reached for the doll and held it, tears running down her cheeks. My dad got up and left the room. I was confused and asked what was going on. I learned that my parents had had a daughter named Bridget before I was born, and Bridget died when she was seven years old. She drowned in the ocean. She got caught up in a riptide, and my dad tried to save her, but he couldn't get there in time. There were warning signs about swimming that day, and Bridget had been making sandcastles one minute, and the next, she was drowning. Bridget, is that really you? Are you the spirit of my baby? My mother asked the doll. Bridget was still, but I believe we heard her whisper. Yes, mommy.